Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the one and only Cavs the Podcast. Featuring commentary from all of your favorite Cavs the Blog bloggers. Welcome to Cavs a Podcast. I'm here with Evil Genius on Cavs tip-off eve. The uh, regular season starts, um, well, technically it's 12.02 Eastern, so it, it starts today. Later today. Later today, yeah, in about uh, 20 hours. But uh, the Cavs will host the uh, Boston Celtics, uh, the new look Boston Celtics and it's going to be a little bizarre Kyrie Irving coming into the queue as an opponent for the first time what kind of reception do you think he's going to get well before this last week's comments that he made I, I actually thought he would get a, a decent reception because um, it wasn't you know I mean it, I think people I think the more he talked about it the less the more it confused people and and the more he seemed like kind of a guy that was a little bit out of touch versus somebody who actually, and then I think the the final straw was the, the, whether he intended it to be the, a, a backhanded slap to, to Cleveland or not. The, the comments he made about Boston being a real sports town, I think uh, really probably won't sit well with the majority of the people at the queue tomorrow or tonight, later tonight. But um, but they are going to show the clip package of all of his like highlight reels, and there's a lot of great moments that he had playing for this team. So I'm sure that'll soften people up a little bit. But I expect a fair amount of booze. I expect to, a number of signs that poke fun at his flat earth and his, uh, you know, his real sports town comments, and you know, and his stay woke comments. Very so. much woke. Very much woke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, what about you? I, I think it's going to be lukewarm. Uh, there'll be some cheers, some jeers. Um, I I think they don't want to get on him too much. Um, 
hopefully he has a bit of class about it, but if he, he's a kind of a jerk about it, then they're going to get on him. I mean, I, I don't think Cleveland has a real thin skin or real thick skin when it comes to him right now. So yeah. we, we shall see what we get. Um, and I think also as the game goes on, um, if he's killing the Cavs, he, he might he might hear some boos. But I I think uh, the fans will cheer when he is shut down. So yeah, um, I have a feeling he's gonna try to he's gonna try to do too much and probably get the ball stolen a few times because he'll be he'll be revved up and wanting to put on a show. And I think he'll forget half of what. Brad Stevens told him the leading up to the, 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 from this week in practice about sticking with your man and distributing the ball and keeping the, the, the ball moving. I think there's definitely going to be a couple of times he'll want to, he'll be, he'll be goaded into taking, trying to take LeBron or Derek Rose or someone like that one-on-one, you know, here and there and he'll. Yeah. And if I'm the Cavs, I play that into my hands. I trapped him hard. Oh, totally. And, uh, and make somebody else beat you just to frustrate him. Yeah. So, when we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I got, there was some controversy. I did the Celtics preview yesterday and I picked him for 48 wins, which is a little bit lower than what I've seen, but I've seen a lot of analytics sites, uh, right around 49 wins, uh, anywhere from 47 to 50. Um, the general consensus I've seen from the analytics crowd, uh, at least that follows analytical models I actually respect, um, says they're going to be worse because they're relying too much on rookies, uh, Kyrie mm-hmm. not being a fantastic regular season player, and uh, they that they have depth issues. So, and, and like I said yesterday, they are exactly eight deep. Um, after yeah. the top eight, it is a very steep drop off. Um, to, well, and, and when you think about it too, the you know, I, I'm not I'm not a huge believer in chemistry, but I do believe in familiarity and what that team that that won fifty what was it fifty three games last year had was that team that that basic core of that team had been together for three or four years there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and they had a they you know they they been working together under Brad Stevens. They all had complementary styles. You know, Avery Bradley and, and Jay Crowder hid hid Isaiah Thomas defensively and Isaiah and allowed Isaiah to do what he did on offense. And um, you know, they, they had they all kind of turned themselves into into pretty good three point shooters and they constantly moved the ball. And on defense they constantly, you know, they they they, they were all None, nobody was necessarily a great like individual defender outside of I'd say Avery Bradley and and Jay Crowder, but I guess Marcus Smart too to a degree. Although I, I that don't think he, I think his defensive reputation at least last year was very overrated. Yeah, kind of like kind of like Shumpert's almost, but um, <laughs> well, well, he did he flopped a lot too. I know. Oh, I, I know he was the he most really, egregious flopper in the NBA last year. I mean, he yeah. Was, but having said that, like at least they were these were guys that it's interesting, you know, the 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 kind of the hard hat lunch pail crowd, you know, all these guys were guys that were not number one picks. They were not, you know, Isaiah Thomas was picked 
pick and the the he was a, the Mister Irrelevant. He was, the, he was that draft. the Roseman. Yeah, yeah. He was you know um, guys like I mean Crowder was traded on draft night by the Cavs and bounced around to like three different teams before he finally latched on with with the Celtics. You know Avery Bradley was kind of a an afterthought. There were a lot of these guys. You know, even they're kind of the, some of the guys off the bench, like like Gerald Green and Jarebko and Kelly, Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. You know, these are all guys that they weren't. Nothing was really expected from them, so they all had a chip on their shoulder, and they were all led by Isaiah Thomas, who and Amir Johnson. Yeah, look, same, I, same I, kind I, of attitude. Oh yeah, totally. But I'm, I'm. What I'll say is, for all of the kind of the negative vibes I had this summer when this all went down. Um, you know, a lot of people will say that Isaiah Thomas had a better year last year than Kyrie Irving. And that, on some levels, that's true because he had a pretty amazing offensive year. Um, but he was—he was. I mean, as bad as Kyrie has been on defense, Isaiah was worse, far worse. And Brian Windhorst point, you know, really kind of showed the <laughs> showed just how far worse he was than everybody else in the NBA. But I mean, he's a five-nine guy, and you know, he, but he, the one thing he has in spades over Kyrie Irving is leadership qualities. And he was the heart and soul of that team last year. They, they went as far as he could take them. And when his hips started to go bad and in the series against the Cavs, that was, that was the end of it. And I know they, I know they, the one game they won was the, that first game without him, but you know, to some to some degree, I think they won that game because of that. Like because, you know, they were inspired by what he had done to that point. So we're going to go out and give their best shot, and you know, and I think the Cavs maybe took their foot off the gas a little bit because they're like, well, Isaiah's not out there, so who's going to beat us offensively? And you know, and then once they realized, like, oh, we actually have to, you know, finish this team off before they get any more confidence, they they did so and. Pretty easily, really. Really, I mean, that, that's that's where I don't get the the rhetoric about you know that, that's that's being thrown around that all of a sudden it's you know the Celtics are the darling pick of you know of the uh, talking heads of ESPN and things like that because you know just because of the things that happen. I think they just are so they're so like you know wanting desperately to root for anybody to come out of the East other than the Cavs. This is, I think they, they'd love to think anybody than the Warriors can come out of the West, but that's a lot more ludicrous of a scenario, most likely given the, the talent level that they have there. But, um, yeah, but that's, that's just it. It's, it, it's, it's just that I posted the a video to, um, Warriors fan today about don't believe the hype, uh, the throwback to, to, uh, uh, you know, Chuck D and Flavor Flay of Public Enemy because the, it's the truth. It's it is so much hype right now. Oh, about the Celtics, yeah. And about the Celtics, and I, I just, I, mean, I just don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. I, I mean, look, who knows? Maybe they get it together. And and I, I bagged on Brad Stevens a lot in over the the my years here at CTV. <laughs> so I, I, I say, look, the first, the the next, the next thing he wins will be the first thing he wins. So that's fine. Win something, Brad. Prove me wrong. And, you know, but it won't be he won't be doing it with tryhards and also rands and, you know, emotional leadership like Isaiah anymore. He's going to be doing it with with rookies and, you know, two 
stars that have never really been able to win on their own. Yeah. They've always had to have that other piece to win. You know, I mean, it's not like Gordon Hayward won, won anything in Utah and they only started getting good when he had Rudy Gobert to man the middle for him there. Yeah. So it's same thing with Kyrie. It's like Kyrie spent three years in Cleveland losing a lot of games and not really learning how to be a good leader of, of men. And then LeBron came along and, you know, he got to be the, he got to be the, the sidekick on a championship team. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, the biggest just baffler to me is very young players in the NBA don't win. I mean, guys, I mean, you look at Anthony Davis, probably one of the best young players, you know, probably the best draft pick of the last five years. Sure. Arguably. He has, he had a winning season. He had one winning season. Yeah. He had the one, uh, where they got drummed out in the first round by the Warriors. Right, but um, they were barely. Were they, they were like forty-two and forty or something like that. Yeah, but then they fired the coach. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they've been horrible ever since. So, it's it's when you are depending on very young players in the NBA, you are rarely winning. And they're starting a six foot eight, two hundred pound power forward in the first game. Um, and like I said, uh, Al Horford is one of the bigger frauds I've ever seen in the in the NBA. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's definitely going to be a lack of leadership. Uh, I think Jalen Brown might end up being the heart and soul of that team. Excuse me. Maybe. He's, he's only in his second year, and he's a nice finisher, and he has the makings of a good defensive player, but he hasn't you know proven anything. No. So they've got to do it night in and night out, and uh, we'll see if that happens. But I certainly don't put them even in the top. I think they're – not even in the top three in the in the East now, so maybe not even well, in the top four. That, that might, I mean, maybe not right now. Maybe by the end of the year there will be. Although yeah. I will say this, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised at all if they if they beat the Cavs tomorrow night, if only because it's the the, the Celtics will this will, this game will mean a lot more to the Celtics than it will to the to the Cavs. This game is going to well, mean a lot to Jay Crowder. Yeah, but he might be the only one. Like, I, I mean, who knows if LeBron's even going to play? I think he's. I think he's LeBron, you heard what J.R. Smith decision. said, didn't he? he yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, I know. Well, J.R. Smith says a lot of things. I'm just saying <laughs> that like, is also true. Let's let's see if he if LeBron plays. If LeBron doesn't play, then I, then for sure I think it's going to be a, a a tougher, you know, not not impossible, but a tougher matchup. And then. If LeBron does play, he's going to be rusty. I mean, you saw the 30 minutes he played the other in the second to last playoff game. I mean, not playoff game, preseason game. And I mean, turn the ball over, what, seven or eight times? So I think you'll see more of the same. I think it'll be sloppy, really sloppy. I think uh, it will be a sloppy game, yeah. And look, they might, they might pull, they, they might wind up pulling it out. It might, it's, it's all going to depend on, it's going to depend on how Kyrie performs, you know, if he if he if he's shown that in the seven weeks he's been in Boston, he's bought into this, you know, share the ball mentality, or if uh, the rest of the guys say we got to win this one for Kyrie, and they they try really hard and care a lot, and you know, and you know, of course, if that happens, then it'll be it'll be fodder for weeks on on you know ESPN and all the other 
websites saying like, we told you so look out Cavs. It's the, it's the Celtics time now. And you know, that might be for the best, you know, let them have, have that early moral victory. Uh, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm just saying I could see it happening and, and I, and I don't think it matters to be honest. I think if, if, if anything else is just, you know, more fuel for LeBron's fire as he yeah. rounds into shape as the ankle gets, gets healthy and, and he starts to really take advantage of the wet, the new weapons he's got at his yeah. disposal. So the guy I'm excited to see is Derek Rose, uh, because yeah. I've been really pleasantly surprised in preseason. He is flying up and down the court. Yep. Um, he definitely looks in much better shape and much happier than he did last year. Uh, I will say trapping Derek Rose in the triangle probably was not the <laughs> greatest decision, but yeah, yeah, that so. That's going to I'm be with you. I think I think he looks I think he's looked great. He looks really fast. You right. He looks really happy. He's playing for his probably his last next and last big contract. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of motivation for him. If he can stay healthy, he should have a decent year. Yeah. Um, and and that's the big qualifier. Um I'm excited to see uh Jay Crowder, what he can do, and and yeah. Kevin Love at center. Uh, not so excited to see Dwayne Wade at the shooting guard, but Dwayne, you know, maybe he's dialing in that corner three. And one thing, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, with a very young right. team like the Celtics, you're going to see them bite on a lot of Dwayne Wade pump fakes tomorrow. Oh, so yeah. That, that'll be fun to watch. So Well, I, lo- I got to be honest. Um, you know, I covered that last preseason game and I and I wasn't expecting really anything I thought you know maybe the guys would play a quarter and then they just turn it over to the the rest of the guys and I have to say like that when they played they played the whole half and it wasn't a whole lot of they weren't playing a whole lot of defense but I mean Dwayne both Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade looked like they turned the clocks back to 2011 like the those back-to-back shots that Dwayne hit the 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 sort of magic esque uh, baby hook and then and then following it up with like the Jordan scoop was uh, it was pretty amazing and I think I think he's got a lot of vet tricks in his bag and I think you I don't I, I don't know somebody wrote it but uh, as long as Ty Lue doesn't play in more than like twenty five to thirty minutes a a night I think I think he'll be fine. You know, yeah, yeah. you do more than that and you start to wear him out and then he doesn't do any, he doesn't help anybody. So it's going to be a long season. Um, the other thing I think is the lack of back to backs and the, the schedule is a lot friendlier to older players this year. And although I will say the, the NBA in general is going to be sloppier at the beginning of the year because pretty much teams have only had two weeks to prepare. Yeah. Um, whereas I think last year training camp was, you know, close to four weeks and, uh, it, it's just, it's going to be a little more trial and error at the beginning of the season for a lot of teams. And these teams that kind of have these set systems and these, uh, that aren't finding their identity are, are going to look a little better at the beginning of the season. I mean, you look at a team like the Warriors, they may, they'll probably be blowing guys out at the, the beginning of the season. So. Sure. Sure. Well, it just did. I mean, 
I, I think the, the NBA, for the most part, caught on to the fact that nobody really pays attention until Christmas anyway. So, right. you know, if it's if it's just you know two two months of or two and a half months of of regular season that is almost like an extended preseason, you know, trial and error period. I mean, look at the Heat last year. Were they yeah. were they 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 went opposite. They almost made the playoffs, basically doing the opposite of what they did the first half. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they'll make that same mistake this year. But I think the Heat will surprise some people. I think they've got a nice, like, I mean, again, it just depends on which Dion Waiters you get and and which Hassan Whiteside you get. But, um, but uh, but it it seems like they. They they might be a nice dark horse in the yeah. well the, the Heat also have an underrated bench they have a lot of depth um you know Tyler Johnson and oh sure and, and James Johnson and uh, but they're a team that I I think if if Boston was the two seed and the Heat were the seven seed I could see them beating the Celtics oh absolutely yeah you know that's the oh, and that's I, just why the that's why I think the look the Celtics may get better as the year goes along but I think. There'll be a little bit you, your favorite word. There'll be a little bit of uh, pyrite, fool's gold, to begin <laughs> to begin the season, and then you'll you know then they'll they'll go through a bad period and they'll start to figure it out and probably get in on a nice run post All Star break to you know be in the to be in the top three. But um, but I, I think it'll be a harder test for them come playoff time. But the good news for them is that that's when Kyrie shines in the playoffs. So you yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have some Cavs news that has happened uh this week. Uh actually today, uh of course we all know that uh, Richard Jefferson was traded in basically a salary dump. Uh and he was waived by Atlanta and signed with the Nuggets today. So Yeah. I'm excited for him, excited for the Nuggets. I think Richard Jefferson will get a better reception when he comes to the queue than Kyrie will. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, what was it? He didn't he like wear the the Indians hat coming out of the queue the yeah, yeah. the night after they lost. So I mean, yeah. I mean, RJ's. I think I wrote somewhere. I I never was never really a big fan of RJ before his stop with the Cavs, but I couldn't imagine the last couple of years without him. He's he's. He's been such a great influence, not only on the court but off the court, and and, uh, and clearly had, had some great... huge moments. I mean, oh yeah, stepping up for an injured Kevin Love in the 2016 playoffs. Uh, if oh yeah, I saw the poll on the <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he doesn't do that, that's probably uh, that the, the the Cavs probably don't have a championship without yeah, the way that he true. played. I mean, you know, it, and it takes five guys on the court to do it, and. Obviously, they needed LeBron, but but he came up big when they needed him, and yeah. uh, and then of but, course, I mean, to be, my to be favorite fair, moment. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, thumping it in Clay Thompson's face at Christmas last year. Oh yeah, that was mine. I voted for that one. Yeah, that was awesome. What were you going to say? Uh, just that you know, on the, I think I think RJ has been great, and I think he uh, I, again, I think I think you're right. I think the Cavs probably don't. You know, it's one of one of the reasons that the Cavs have it have it were able to get that championship. But on the flip side of it, um, if you watched any of him in preseason this year, he just you know, and even even the postseason last year, like it, it really felt like age had kind of caught up with him a oh, little absolutely. bit. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so it wasn't the same sort of you know 
even twilight dynamic player that he that he was in 2016 so yeah and the, um, the other his shot really kind of fell apart and that's yeah i mean he yeah. was a good cutter not the finisher that he was in his younger days but still a decent finisher but when his jumper started leaving him uh it was it was tough for him to recover from that but yeah hopefully well and i felt like the also the big thing he gave them was was somebody who had at least a little bit of length on the wing that could guard a durant from time to time but now they've got now they've got crowder and to some degree jeff green who can who can help trade off on that with lebron so you know he was a little less um and shumpert so I did not get we just to watch go the a pod without talking about Shumpert. I didn't get to watch the last preseason game, but uh, just judging from the comments, the Shumpert hate was palpable on the well, comment section. I mean, ninety percent of the comments were mine, anyways. So <laughs> I felt like it was like watching the game with like two other people. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe I'm biased. I, I was a big Shump supporter early on. I couldn't wait for to watch him play when he came over from the Knicks and was recovering from the separated shoulder. Um, there was that he, he, I thought he was great in the, in that first um, series against the, you know, the depleted series finals against the, against the, the Warriors. And he, I mean, he was playing through injury, the groin injury and the, I think that he re, re-aggravated the shoulder and whatever. And, but he he like gutted it out and he played some really really tenacious defense I thought and you know and hit a couple of big shots but um and then he had the big contract and then it just seems like after he signed the big contract it was it was all about other things and he just I don't know if he lost focus or you know just it just maybe that just is what happens to guys sometimes but you know I think I think maybe you said it is is defense was always way more advertised than it was actual so yeah. well i think the other thing is that uh he has not been given or embraced a role that plays to his skill set um the cats have relied on him to do far too much ball handling oh my and, god <laughs> yeah and we all know and <sighs> and and have encouraged him to do that and it just i mean his he makes terrible decisions like regularly uh yeah. when, when dribbling the ball. And well, and with him and Jeff Green on the floor together, it's like the the all bad decision team. It so is, it, it really is. So it's like how many pull-up jumpers can we can we attempt in in 30 seconds? Um, yeah, and the funny thing is is when they take their shots in the flow of the offense, they they're both can be good shooters. Absolutely. So I mean, it's just that when they when they try to create for themselves, and then you know, and they, you just can see the defender saying, "Dude, you're not you're not this guy. Like, you shouldn't be dribbling the ball. I'm going yeah. to steal it from you, or block you, or you're gonna. I'm, gonna or rush I'm going to let you have that 22 foot jump shot because yeah, I know you, there's no way in hell you're gonna make it. I mean, that's yeah. the that's the problem with with that. And I don't know. I he loves that Dion pull up now. I can't believe that that. Ty, Tyron Lou is that oblivious to what we're seeing. I kind of feel like I said it the other day. I kind of feel like this is them. They had their conversation and, you know, and they cleared the air. And then I think Ty's just thinking like, all right, 
no, these the first two months don't really matter anyways. I'll let him go out and do this, and then I'll then I'll come back and show him the stats and analytics and why he shouldn't be doing this, and yeah. and and then that'll be that. Like I'll he'll just go back to being our defensive specialist on the wing. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe it ta- maybe it takes that. Maybe he can't he can't be told he has to be shown. You know that like this is why this doesn't work with you. Yeah, but possibly I don't know. Uh, it doesn't. That's the only explanation I can come up with that doesn't paint Ty Lue as 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 not the smartest coach in the world. <laughs> and he's not, according to Ben Worth, anyways. But uh, but he's he got to be smarter than that. Yeah, sometimes I I find his decisions very perplexing, but I also know that LeBron holds a very large amount of sway with the way this team is coached and the way this team plays. Um. And especially now that his BFF is on the team. Um, <laughs> I mean, he had that interview today. I know you saw some clips. Yeah. They with uh, Rachel Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, describe it for me in, in a few words. Loose. Loose. I mean, they just have fun. I mean, I, I think Corey made the comment that in 14 years, we've never seen this LeBron because, you know, most of us didn't pay attention to his years in Miami because we were all too, you know, scornful of the decision. But, um, but it's, it's true. Like they, they have an easiness about them that I probably, I mean, it's kind of transcends the game. And so you imagine like what, what it must be like to go down and play, you know, pick up game at the Y with your best friend. You know, I mean, you, you challenge each other and you call each other out and, but at the end of the day, you you know you've got each other's back, and not just on the court, but in life. And you know they they seem like they have that that genuine connection that that uh, you just don't see a lot of in in any sport. So yeah, and maybe that rubs off on the way LeBron deals with some of the other players. I know that uh, we we certainly the subtweeting. Maybe we'll see less of that this year. Um, Although I don't know, I mean, think about all the things that happened with the Heat when they were there together the first time. I mean, think about poor Mario Chalmers and how oh. brutalized he got, you know, or yeah. Norris Cole at times. I mean, I still think it it could go the other way, where it's these two guys are that are friends like that, and you know, a guy like Jr. gets rubbed, further rubbed the wrong way, or you know, a guy like Tristan with LeBron calling the. The Kardashians, the clown show, or whatever. I mean, when did that happen? A couple of weeks ago, they were the the because they were the the show. One of the shows that the Kardashians are on. I read this. I don't. I, that's the only way I know it. Be, is that I, I there was a there was some some bad blood between LeBron and the Kardashian camera crew that he hates the fact that that that's what it's come to now that Tristan's is her baby daddy and <laughs> and. Uh, you know, and, and it said in the comments that, that Tristan was, seemed pretty humiliated by the whole thing. Like he was embarrassed that, that this had caused friction and, you know, but you, you just don't know how these things go. I mean, these guys all have to basically be a family for the next, you know, for the next eight, eight or nine months. So, um, you know, that kid will be born around the playoff time. So, um, so strange. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it but you know, a, it is an factors. odd world we live in. It's, it's factors. Though. I mean, these are all guys that, and granted, a lot of them have been playing together for a while now. But there's a lot of new faces this year. I mean, yeah. we talk about the Celtics having all but, you know, 
all all new but four guys from last year's team. But I think the the Cavs are not much beyond. I mean, they're. No, I think. I think I mean, well, when you think about so, there's what Crowder, I, Isaiah, Isaiah Wade, Derrick Rose, Jeff Green, Seti Osman, uh, Zizic, Zizic. Uh, Jose uh, Calderon. Cal- Calderon. I mean, that's eight guys already. And have we, have we gotten to everybody? John Holland. Did Nine he make guys, the team? Yeah. John Holland. He he did. He's on a two way deal. So, okay. Yeah, no, I t- I see what you're saying. That's a I mean, lot that's, of new guys. Good, yeah. I mean, that's... Guys, I mean, that means the Cavs only brought seven back. And, yeah. I mean, no more, no more Kyrie, no more from, RJ. Yeah. Two of their starters from last year are no longer in the starting lineup. So. Yeah. And kind of grumpy about it. Yeah. Not happy. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, it's it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a bit. I think rebuild the chemistry. I I think that Jr. will end up back in the starting lineup at some point. Um, well, because Wade will get some sort of nagging injury, and yeah. that'll be that. Yeah, and the other thing is, I I think it may make sense to spot start Tristan Thompson against certain matchups. I mean, you, you playing. Would you would you spot start him with still with Kevin, or would you spot start him with with Jay Crowder? Do you know I, what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. And bring Kevin off the bench. No, I would I would start a spot start him with Kevin, right? Um, and let and then so Jay would Jay would sit on the bench, right? Yeah. Or you just or you'd have a game where you'd start you'd spot start Tristan with Kevin at the power forward, Crowder at the small forward. Effectively, Braun at the two, and Rose at the one, or Wade at the one. I think like something like that. I I think that jumbo lineup could be devastating for the Cavs. Um, could be, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, although I, the spacing's not great. I mean, you just have Love and and uh, Crowder, I guess. Well, LeBron. Hopefully, he's working on his catch and shoot, Jay, because you saw his last couple years in Miami. He got a. He made a. He made a lot of catch-and-shoot baskets. Sure. He, he made a lot last game. year. I mean, he, what yeah. was he last year? Like almost 40%, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, not, if it, the Cavs definitely have a lot of options. Um, it, and, yeah, and injuries is going to be – and rest is going to be a big part of it. So yeah. hopefully they can assuage everyone's egos. So what's your what's your estimation on, on uh, IT – IT and his return. Do you do you buy into what the team's selling that he'll be back in January? Do you think it'll be sooner than that? Surprisingly, I don't think it'll be any sooner than that. I don't think okay. it'll be any sooner. But uh, I actually he does come back though. I actually, my guess is that Dwayne Way or Derek Rose is going to be playing so well they're not going to want to pull him out of the starting lineup. Hmm. That's my guess. So and then uh, he'll kind of anchor the bench lineups. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I I actually think there's an outside chance that he gets traded before the end of the season uh, because the Cavs, I think I yeah, does. Yeah, because the Cavs are not. I don't I don't know how committed they are to making a big um, change or a big contract for him. And let me ask you this though. Don't you think in your in your scenario, if Rose is playing so well that 
that they don't want to take him out of the starting lineup and, and he's starting. Don't you feel like it's the same situation where Rose is setting himself up for a big contract that, that the, and the Cavs aren't going to pay him that because he's, he's an, another year or two older than Isaiah well, and doesn't dip- have an outside shot? The difference with those two things is the Cavs have the because they have Isaiah Thomas's bird rights, they have the ability to pay that contract. Uh, in Rose's case, uh, they don't have bird rights. They the most they could offer him, unless the team got blown up, um, would be a mid level. So, so why not do the why not do the opposite? Why not if you know that Isaiah is coming back, you you know you bring him back in January. Before the, because the trade deadline is earlier, but it's still just before the. Oh the, yeah, and showcase him. Um, yeah, I see. Yeah, showcase him, and then you trade Rose instead of trading it, and then it slips into the starting lineup, and you know Rose goes, and I mean I could see Rose going to going getting shipped to um, to San Antonio, and maybe even along with the, you know, not along with, but Rose goes to San Antonio, maybe get a piece or two, or you know. Or, or or maybe it's a three team deal or something like that. I'm mean, I'm spitballing here, but oh, I'm yeah, saying I'm like spitballing it. if you're if you're talking about getting rid of one or the other guy, you know maybe you won't have to. Maybe you know I think I think Rose will. You know if, if Rose is, uh, you don't want to overplay either of those guys because they're both injury prone. So right, exactly. You know I could even see a, a, some some games where you could or some lineups where you could put both of them on the court at the same time, and. You know, as much of a defensive liability as that is, think about how fast those guys are. I mean, yeah, that is that is true. The other thing, um, my other pet theory is that they're going to trade that Nets pick, and because uh, LeBron's going to give them an indication that he wants to be back. So, do you think? But but then, what do you get back for that Nets pick? Oh, I, it all depends on who is looking to blow it up. I mean, that, right. that's up in the air, totally, because um, that right. all depends on injuries and how different team seasons are shaking out and all that stuff. Interesting to see some of these extensions that are being given that right now, though, like Marcus Aldridge just signed a three-year extension today. Um, you know, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Westbrook. Yeah, well, not just – yeah, well, I mean, obviously Westbrook was was a big one. But just, just recently, like just a couple of guys that have just signed like extensions that I thought were like, okay. Oh, the Embiid? Yeah, the, the Embiid thing, the – Which is you – know. there are so many ins and outs of that contract. I don't even know where to begin. So I'd yeah. have to I, – I haven't read too much about it, but I heard they have a lot of protections. Didn't um, the Nuggets just extend like Gary Harris too or something like that and uh, like – yeah, I think I think you may be right. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of just a lot of of interesting extensions because I think people these GMs are looking at next summer and saying like, well, <laughs> you know, like clearly all the any stars that are available are just going to team up. So let's hold on to the the guys that we can hold on to for a decent price right now if we if we yeah. can. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and I think. Yeah, I think teams are starting to get terrified of uh, free agency again. I mean, with with all the movement that we've seen, so yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the other Cavs, oh, this is this is interesting. So De- it says uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, go ahead. It says Denver will likely waive Jameer Nelson to create a roster spot for really? Richard Jefferson. Yeah, 
Now that is interesting because I heard that Jameer Nelson may be the backup point guard. So I yeah. I think there's an outside chance that Moutier gets waived. Um, because I I've heard they like Jameer Nelson. I would love Jameer Nelson. This is from this is from Woj saying. Oh, okay. Well, Denver's going to likely waive Jameer Nelson. Yeah, that's crazy. So because Jameer Nelson had a really nice season last year. Uh, for yeah. you know being a 37 year old point guard, I'd actually prefer Jameer Nelson to uh, Jose Calderon. But yeah, well, the two guys that didn't interestingly sign. I didn't didn't extend were Jabari Parker and with Marcus the Bucks Smart. and Marcus Smart with the yeah. Celtics. So yeah, I I think Jabari Parker. It's you know there, there's probably a lot of wariness on the part of the Bucks of given two knee surgeries in four years, and and probably Parker wants to see if he can come back and see if he can get a big contract offer. <laughs> yeah. He might I want would, to get a knee, would, you might want to get a knee replacement before he does that, but I, I would be very wary of signing a guy that's had two major knee surgeries, but yeah, um, somebody paid Gilbert Arenas, so <laughs> and it's still paying Gilbert Arenas, yeah, still paying Gilbert Arenas, and uh, so the other Cavs news that happened today, uh, oh, yeah. Kendrick Perkins uh, surprisingly signed with the Canton Charge. And uh, Kendrick Perkins, who I think we all were pleasantly surprised that he didn't look like a complete and total stiff in the preseason. Um, yeah, no, he looked tough. And, and he looked like he was way slimmed down from his oh, last yeah. stint with the Cavs. So um, yeah. I, I liken that today to he's their Dante Jones of this season. If there's somebody they're going to cut at the end of the season and bring him in, yeah. Uh, for the playoffs, that could definitely happen. He's still with the organization. Um, well, he was quoted in the ESPN story as saying, I'm serious and committed. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we'll see. And talk about, you know, there's there's so many stories of Kendrick Perkins being, quote unquote, the greatest teammate of all time. And if if he's going to the D-League just to help out the Cavs and to help out himself, that's that's pretty impressive. I'm loving the fact that he's going to be able to work with Zizic and uh, Chetty Osman and yeah. uh, Holland. And I don't know if the Cavs are going to get another two-way contract. But, uh, yeah, they, they definitely uh, – that's a boon to their uh, to their G League team. So, hopefully – Yeah. No, I, I'm a I'm a fan of of just having Perk around. You know, yeah. I mean, Tyloo was gonna reportedly offer him or did offer him a a, a front office or a coaching staff position, and sounds like he was interested, but still wanted to. You know, he's only 32, which is crazy. He's only LeBron's age, so you know, he uh, he sounds like you know the same same as Jefferson. Like he wants to he wants to keep playing until he can't. And yeah, then, and then, then the other news was: uh, Did you hear the Bulls claimed K. Felder off wa- waivers? Oh, did they? Yeah, good they for did. them. So or good for him. <laughs> uh, Mike Schreiner and I were having a uh, discussion today, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy will never be good." And he said, "Well, what's his best case scenario?" Nate Robinson, and I said, "No, Nate Smith." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's funny. Uh, look, K. Felder. Every time I saw him, it's so funny. Like early on last year, there were flashes. 
where it looked like, oh, wow, if this guy can just focus on distributing the ball, he's going to get open shots. And he might be a nice he might be a nice change of pace guard off the bench. Unfortunately, he seemed to really lose sight of that aspect of of his game, and he really didn't ever develop the the distrib- the ball distribution. And maybe a height thing, and maybe he just couldn't see you know see the floor the same way at that at that level, which you know makes me wonder about Isaiah Thomas too. But but clearly, well, Isaiah got. I mean- yeah, he's done it. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, but that that must be another challenge you don't quite think about when you're that oh, size, especially playing playing, playing with seven footers. Yeah, and you're like, how do I see, you know, the lanes in between these guys? And you just have to. I think you either either have that ability or you don't. And I just think Kay unfortunately didn't. And then yeah. he started to fall. You know, he just started to fall in love with his shot, which. You know, wasn't that great? And one and, of uh, one of the worst pick and roll point guards I've ever seen. Oh in yeah, a game. I mean, he just was painful in a pick and roll. He made Kyrie look like a genius. Roll man. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but wish him the best of luck. I think he'll end up in Europe. But you know, maybe he'll figure. Oh, it he's out a super nice role. guy too. I mean, you you read his if you follow his Twitter feed at all. I mean, he's just such a positive uh, yeah, young man. And, so. and, yeah, way to make me feel like a jerk. Thanks. No, CG. no, I, I don't mean to, not not that way. I, look, it's a, it's a business. You still have to pull your weight and be good. But you know, it's nice. It's nice that he's a nice person. And they and he took. I mean, even the tweet that he put out after he found out he he was getting traded was you know one of gratitude and you know thank you for the opportunities. He got to see. He had a front row seat to a to a, he got a, not a championship. But no, did he? No, he was he was last year. No, I'm pretty sure he was a rookie that year. Yeah, really? he was a rookie that year. Okay, well then there you go. Hold, hold on. So now I got to look this up. Does Kay Felder have a ring? I thought he was just here for one year. I thought that was last year that he they bought was the his rookie year second rounder. His rookie year was last year, I think. Um, yeah. Let me look. You are correct. I'm sorry, but. Yeah. He still got to he got he got to the finals. He got he to did. see he got to see that from a great perspective, and yeah. I'm sure he learned a lot for his you know eventual tours in Europe and Asia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think China would be great for him. I think he would he would shine in China. So he could get a statue. Maybe they wouldn't even have to spend that much. <laughs> That is, that, that is mean. true. That it's mean. not mean. Well, the funny thing is, is like he's pretty much the same height I am. So it's like it's not like it's just compared to these giants that play in the NBA. He's yeah. He's if he played short. if he played in ba- if he's a baseball player or a football player, you wouldn't think a thing of it, right? I mean, yeah. there are plenty of cornerbacks that are five nine. There are plenty of oh, I could see him being a running back in the NFL in a heartbeat. Sure, I mean he's built like a running back. Yeah, no, he's he's and he's tough. I mean, he yeah. definitely would had no fear of going in going inside. He just needs to finish better because he's yeah. a terrible finisher. Yeah, and I think part of the problem with him finishing is he got too far under the basket, and he yeah. liked to finish too close to the basket. Like that was one thing about Isaiah Thomas is he had so many angles to finish from, and he would start his finish like a lot earlier than a lot of other guys, and it threw defenders off. Yeah. So, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. It's too bad he won't get a chance to learn 
directly from Isaiah, but yeah. uh, but you never know. You never know how the NBA goes. Yeah, and I've seen guys I never thought would make it turn it around, so you never know. And Unfortunately, not Anthony Bennett, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was the other news this week. Markel Fultz, the second number one overall draft pick uh, in some time not to start his first game, so... Yeah. Uh, it, that that'll be interesting although wh- what do you make of the Sixers do you think uh do you think they'll be improved man i i have no idea the Sixers are either going to be awesome or a dumpster fire like that i think i think literally the Sixers have the most swing in terms of of difficulty in predicting their i i don't know what their line is i know we were going to talk about that a little bit but yeah. i don't know what their what their over under line is in vegas in wins but it's got to have a pretty healthy plus minus on that because you know depends can Embiid stay healthy can is ben simmons the real deal is markel fultz a bust before he even starts is you know, is uh, can they find a way to use Jaleel Okafor? Is JJ Redick going to mean anything if he's got nobody distributing the ball to him to, to get his shots? I mean, I have no idea. I have no freaking clue how the six. I, I on one one day I think they're man they're going to be a playoff team, and the next day I'm like, man, they could lose they could lose fifty sixty games. Yeah, like I just don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. Well, let's. Uh... Let's go ahead and uh, so. What do you think the Vegas line is on the Sixers? Yeah, um, probably right at five hundred. Probably like like forty. Nice, very nice. Uh, Forty-two point five. Oh, okay. Um, and ESPN's got a great uh, article on the comparison of RPM projections versus Vegas lines, and the RPM projects them to win thirty-three point five. Um. <laughs> I know you are. What a huge RPM fan you are! I hate RPM, but still, that that shows you. I mean, that's a, what's that's almost a ten game gap right yeah, there, right? Nine, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take. Oh, you need to. Will you take the over or the under forty two point five? I'm probably taking the under. Yeah, I think I'm taking the under too. I still think they can make the playoffs because I don't think you're gonna have to have a, have winning record to make the playoffs in the East. Right, uh, I could see him being a seven or eight seed. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but they could still win forty games and and be that. So the Vegas line on the Celtics, um, fifty six point five. Um, of course, this is uh, a few weeks old. Yeah, uh, I, I I think anybody who goes over that, anybody who bets over that, is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's insane. I wonder if they'll adjust that before. Yeah, I gotta go see that. That's an old line. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if there's a newer line. So yeah, Philly. The line's been adjusted to 41.5. Boston's <laughs> at 55.5, which I bet the under. Oh yeah, there's no way they're winning that many games. I mean, yeah, to pick them to win more games. Well, if than... they do, then Jason Tatum's rookie of the year and Jalen Brown's most improved. I mean, that, that, well, that's sure. what they have to have to win. And both that. and both Kyrie and Hayward are in the MVP conversation, right? Because exactly because when you think about it, like, I mean, I guess I guess it's true. I mean, you should be able to beat up feast on the East, so to speak. But you know, but then everybody's in the West, so like yeah. literally every game against the Western Conference that's not against the you know the Lakers, Kings, or you know, or Phoenix is like 
it's a it's a playoff game. So yeah. So um, here, here's some other interesting lines. But that's interesting. But that's interesting that Phillies is now literally like 41 and a half. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Just yeah. under five, over 500, and and you know yeah. a lot of the Boston line is. People betting the over in Boston. Of course, of course it is. Boston fanboys, <laughs> yeah, they eating are, up. They are eating it up. Seeing Beantown, Vegas. Yeah. Um, New Orleans, thirty nine and a half. By the way, Danny Ainge is betting the under on that. Yeah, just yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I was about to make the comment that there's an outside shot that the Celtics draft pick is better than the Nets back uh, draft pick. Uh, that they traded no. to the Cavs. No, and only if the only, only if the lottery if the ping pong balls go screwy. Well, I would say if, if an injury could cause that to happen, but yeah, yeah, and if okay, yeah, an injury, yeah, an injury to one of their big three, yeah, sure, yeah. So another, so let's look at some of these other ones. What do they have the Cavs at? Or are we gonna save them for last? Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, so we got okay. the Sixers, the Bulls, twenty-one and a half. See now, I unless they're actively tanking because this is the last year you can really do that, right? No, uh, I think there's another year after this one, but yeah. But I don't know. They look pretty good <laughs> the yeah. other night against the Cavs. Like Justin Holiday might might be a real player, and and Laurie Markkinen is is you know probably going to be in that. Maybe not in the Porzingis conversation, but certainly in the in the hey, look at that guy is going to open some eyes. Yeah, um, they just don't have a lot else. Like they they really don't have a lot of depth on that team. Yeah, and their RPM projected them out to twenty nine, but yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. Yeah, I go over on that for sure. Twenty one, almost any team can win twenty one games. To yeah. be honest, these days. So the Warriors are at sixty seven point five. And and these are like I said August lines, but I don't think that that one's probably moved very much. No, I, th- I remember seeing that's pretty close to that, and most people are pr- taking me over on that. I I'm gonna RPM projection sixty two. I'm gonna take the under, and, and not by much, but I think they're going to. Um, I don't know with the spaced out season and the inability to rest players. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to rest as much. I don't think so either, but I just think, again, boring injury, I'd take the over. You're taking the over? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the under, but it's it's close. I, I wouldn't bet it. Let's put it that way. It's a pretty good It's no. a pretty good line. And um, they've got to be the highest, right? Yeah. 67. Yeah. By like probably 10. <laughs> exactly. So the Clippers, uh, 43 and a half. Yeah, Clippers are my Sixers of the West, man. Like, honestly, yeah. they could be, they could surprise everybody, and Patrick Beverly could be great, and Lou Williams could be the sixth man of the year, and Blake Griffin could, you know, show he's he's actually a force to be reckoned with and not get injured or punch people out this year. But I just, I've lived out here so long, I just, I, I, Chris Paul was was the best thing they had going for him, and they don't have that anymore. So I'd probably 
Still, went 43 is the line. See, I think they'll win more than 43 games. I just don't think they'll be any good. And I actually don't think 43 games will get you into the playoffs in the West. So 30 minutes ago, this is fantastic. Ah, oh, God, what a dunderhead. The Clippers <laughs> are investigating an altercation which in which Blake Griffin was injured when he threw a punch last week during a road trip in Toronto. He was hurt <laughs> his hand with a member of the Los Angeles Clippers staff on the current road trip, he will. This be- can't be. This are you sure this isn't just somebody like trolling for another like. Oh, maybe this is maybe almost this is exactly last year's like, article. Yeah, that has to be. That has to be last year's article. Okay. Yeah. But it, <laughs> what? It said it was a half hour ago. No, this is last year's article. Okay. Sorry, to, I was going to yeah, say that, that sounds was, way too much like that, the yeah, okay. same incident. Sorry. Yeah, I, this is what happens. When it I happened use, again. This is what happens when I use guy? Yahoo search instead of Google search. So yeah, don't use that. No, that but only, only, only. What do you? What do you? What do you think? Do you think? Do you think if Blake's healthy, then yeah. I take the over because that team's actually projects more wins out there, but. I just uh I just don't know if Blake Griffin can stay healthy. And yeah. and I think that team's gonna have a hard time scoring points. That's a team I'm surprised didn't go after Richard Jefferson, but Yeah, but then again, Doc doesn't have total control anymore, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Um yeah, maybe But so, I, I could see them still I still think they're gonna win forty five games even yeah, with I'm taking with the over. Yeah, uh, yep. Toronto, 48 and a half. Hmm. That's a pretty good line. Yeah. I, I'm, did they, I would take they, the... Who did they lose? Well, they lost uh, Patterson. Mm, they lost... Um, oh, Corey Joseph they lost. And they lost Ross. Um, they're definitely yeah, but that was not last year. Deep as they were last year. Um, but I'm going to take the over. I think uh, I've heard... Valanchunas looks really good. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. Although I've also heard that they're taking, they're listening to offers on Valanchunas too. Well, yeah, that may be why they say he looks really good. Yeah. No, I would take the over. Also, I yeah. actually think, I actually think Toronto will be. I think there's a good chance Toronto's a top three team. Yeah, as long as Lowry stays healthy, which he's not always able to do. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Memphis, thirty-seven and a half. Jesus, really? They still have those two guys, right? They still they have do, and they've got the grind and grit squad, but who the heck else do they have? But they were yeah. winning games last year with with nobody. With nobody. And I actually really like Fizdale. I think he's a really good coach. Um well, there's a whole speculation of whether or not Chandler Parsons is actually healthy this year or not. So oh, for he will be for like a dozen games. <laughs> that was that was one of those signings that's like what are you thinking? When when uh, Mark Cuban doesn't extend one of his buddies because he's afraid he's hurt, this is the guy that gave a Donald Foyle like $40 million. Like, yeah. just walk away. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm with – I'd probably take the over on that. I'm taking the under, and I'm thinking that that team may crash and blow it up. So that that's my thought. Okay. Uh, OKC fifty one point five. Under. Under. I'm gonna take the over. Really? Yeah. I I think they're gonna end up. I think there's gonna be three really good teams out west. 
Actually, four. I think the top four out west are going to be all really good, and they're going to be one of them. So, uh, okay. I don't believe a team with a Carmelo Anthony on it can win fifty games. You don't believe the hype? Nope. Okay. I don't believe the hype, and I actually think those guys are going to get in the way of Russell's uh, mojo because that's been that was Russell's team last year, man. Like he just ran the show. And now he's going to have to figure out how to get Paul George and Carmelo involved. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be great, but I, I just don't see it. I think I think Melo will be the first malcontent because uh, he's not getting enough shots or shots when, when it matters. And he'll complain about <laughs> Russ holding the ball too long or, take, you know, like wanting to just take over in the fourth quarter. And then – He'll start to get his playing time reduced because he's complaining, and then Paul George will start to be looking around and be like, "What? <laughs> but, why, why am I here? Why am <laughs> I here?" At his watch. Yeah, he'll be like, "Okay, count down to Los Angeles, I guess." But um, I don't know. Look, I hope it's. I, I hope that's not the way it goes. I hope. I hope you're right. I hope that that the OKC is the second or third seed in the in the or third seed in the West, probably behind Houston and. And they all have such a great time together. They all decide to, hey, we're going to do this again next year because Russ signed for a long term, and we know he's going to be here. So let's just let's just do that. And if that happens, then you know, then the Lakers get left holding the bag once again, which would make me happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it would definitely make me happy as well. Hello. Oh. That would definitely make me happy as well. Sorry, I had you on mute there as I was. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> trying, to, trying to do a little bit of research. Um, that's all right. Let's go over. Uh, I I enjoy this game. So Minnesota is an interesting one. Oh yeah, forty-eight point five. That is a lot. How many win they win last year? Not that many. Did they win thirty-five last year? Let me look this up. Minnesota Timberwolves. I can't. I don't think it was. I don't even know if they got to forty. Did they? I I don't think they did. And they're saying forty-eight, huh? Yeah. I, How's I, that? I I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. Yeah. Uh. And and yeah, they have Jimmy Butler, but. And Teague, but that the West is brutal. No, they won thirty-one games last year. Yeah, I don't I see mean, it. Do you think they're, those they're two saying guys they're going to? They say they're going to win nineteen. I know, no, or not in the West. Wins? Yeah, not in the West. I don't see it. Okay, so I mean, maybe, maybe like twelve. <laughs> I I think they could be near there. I could forty-six, forty-five. They could no. end up with a winning record, but I don't. I don't think forty-nine wins is. That's that's a lot. I'm I'm yeah. picking the under. It's not like they didn't have Coach Thibs last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. They have him so high. Yeah, I would definitely take the under on that. Okay, so in fact, a- I would I'd be shocked if that line doesn't move down before the start of the season because people are betting the under so hard. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Milwaukee, forty-seven and a half. Hmm. I'm taking the over. I th- I'm with you. I think I would take the over also. I, I think, think they're going to edge ahead of the Celtics. I think they'll be number four in the West. Yeah. 
and Giannis he, is, puts together his first MVP caliber season. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I think the Bucks are going to be right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Pacers thirty, or I'm sorry, the Pistons thirty eight point five. I'm taking the under. Yeah, me too. I I me think too. the Pistons are ready to blow that ship up. Oh yeah, I think Drummond's on the move at at the trade deadline. Uh, I don't know and... if they can. I I don't know if they can move him. You don't think so? What's he yeah. got left here? In, uh, in this NBA environment, centers are just are suddenly not worth anything. Yeah, yeah, he's got man, he's got a lot. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a hefty contract. Ooh, oh man, four years left at twenty five, oh, almost twenty five per. Yikes! Yeah, I, I, that is a big deal. That that that's that's tough. I mean, the dude still. I mean, he had 18 and 22 rebounds in the last <laughs> the last uh, preseason game against the against the Bucks. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. It all depends if he's if he's motivated to rebound, then he's at least worth something. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, is is Drummond the guy you go? No, nah, probably not. No, they wouldn't do that. But I don't know, man. Drummond is a enigma. He was so great two years ago, and then last year he was just not not good. No, a lot of that probably had to do with they didn't have a point guard for half the year either. So yeah, and and he's a guy that relies on other guys to set him up. Yep. Uh, Pacers thirty one point five. I'm going under. Um, I actually going to take the over on that. I think the Pacers are going to be decent. I think Miles Turner is a star. Oh, I do too. I think uh, I don't know. I think I think they got. I think I think the Pacers are going to be better than people think. I I think they will too, but I think they'd be actively tanking at the end of the year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's what throws all these numbers off too. That's true. So the Wizards forty-seven and a half. I would take. That's. It's right on. I'm taking the over. I I think they'll be at fifty wins. I just hate their depth. Yeah. Still, I mean, they're the team that should be trying to get in a boogie or a, you yeah. know, or or maybe even who knows? Maybe they're a team that could they could bring Drummond in. But um, that'd be an interesting move for them. Yeah, because I think he could play in their system, and you know, and certainly Wall could get him the ball. So yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay, but that's right. a big chunk. That's a big chunk of change. I mean, I don't know how they how they rectify that. I mean, they have to send well, they probably have to, have to send, send out Otto Porter. Porter, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> yeah, with his God, he's got an insane contract. Just insane. Thanks a lot, Vivek Ranadiv. Isn't that who signed him to an offer? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I can't remember. Um so the Heat forty three and a half. I'm gonna take the over. Just barely. Like forty five wins sounds right for the Heat. Yeah. I'm with you. I think I think the Heat will be I think the Heat will be a, a pretty good team a better team than people think this year. Yeah, Charlotte. I think they, I think the Heat are the are the five seed. Charlotte forty two and a half. I'm gonna say under. Yeah, I mean it's right there. I'm gonna yeah just under that. Yeah, the the Howard. No matter effect. where Dwight Howard, yeah, wherever yeah. Dwight Howard goes, yeah. he, he costs the team at least yeah. ten wins. Oh, okay, now this line is insane. Orlando thirty three and a half. Yeah, that seems super high. Those guys, I'm garbage. I'm tripling down on the under. That that's insane. 
Yeah. That team is awful. They'll be lucky to win 20, I think. Yeah. They're going to be, they are in the running for worst team in the NBA. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Atlanta, 25 and a half. See, I think to your point, I think they'll, they'll also tank. Yeah. So, you I, know, I actually am going to just take the over just barely because right. I think Button for pride. Well, Buttonholder's <laughs> too good of a coach. I think he's kind of like screw him up. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we've got uh, Denver forty-five and a half. I'm taking the over on that. I love that team. That that team's going to be a lot of fun. I love yeah. their coach too, uh, Brendan yeah. Malone. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah, he's one of the guys I wanted the Cavs to hire uh, when they hired Mike Brown. Oh right, that's <laughs> um, right. I, love, I really. My like only that. problem with the over there is is it's getting a little. Better, in the West. But I think they'll be better than the T Wolves. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take the over. Like 47, 48 games sounds right. Why? Well, I, I mean, I know you don't agree, but I think they'd be better than OKC. Well, that that very well could be. Um, I think the Nuggets are the three seed in the West. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion, especially now that Richard Jefferson's not there. Hmm. Wow. Big, big, uh, big jump for the Nuggets from EG. Okay, Portland, yeah. 42 and a half. I'm taking <sighs> the under. Take the what? I'm taking the under. Really? I just, yeah. Someone's got to lose games. So it might as well got to lose games. And I think just, I think the grind of always being mediocre is going to catch up to them. Yeah. I could see that. I mean,. Who knows? Maybe Nurkic pans out. I Game's think Nurkic good. is going to be a good player for them, but they have no wings. No. And, and they lost Crab. They lost Crab, right? I mean, they really just have their, their backcourt, but and they have their, like, stable of seven-foot small forwards. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Okay, so God. here, I know you and I are going to differ on this one. Utah, 40.5. Uh, that's, that's, that is appropriately rated. Yeah. I'm taking the over. I, I don't know why. I don't know why you love this. I just love much. that team. Such a know. bunch of, such a bunch of under, underachievers. Dude. Overachievers. Come on. Overachievers. They're overachievers. Whatever. I, uh, they I are, outside of, Ru- what do they have beyond, Ru- they start Joe Ingles, the shooting guard, dude. I love Joe Ingles. <laughs> He's like me if I was six, seven. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wanted to believe in Derek Favors, but I I just can't. They got Ruby. Ru- the, the Rubio. The problem is, is they've got like this is the all guys I love team: Rubio, yeah. Tavo Cephalosha, um, Ekpeudo. Yeah, yeah. They're going to score eighty <laughs> points a game. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm, you're right; I'm they'll excited. probably give up. They'll probably give up eighty points a game. So, but yeah. that's why they are appropriately rated at, at forty wins. I think. Okay, so you're taking the under, or you're taking a push. Uh, I take the, I would take the, I think that is exactly the right line for Utah. 40. 40, 40.5. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have point. a rare NBA tie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So we got the Lakers 33 and a half. I'm taking the under. Yeah. I'm taking the under too. I think they're going to lose a lot of talk games. about, talk about don't believe the hype. They're going to lose <laughs> a lot of games with mellow ball. Yeah. And, uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, sorry. Mellow Ball is, is I, I the always, next one. Yeah, I He's the homeschooled confused. one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the most insane <laughs> story I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it, 
by the way, just just wait. Next week there'll be another one. Like every week there's a new Labar oh, Ball. Yeah. No, it's, it's like no last one. It, he's like Joe Jackson. Yeah, he really is. He's the new Joe Jackson. It's insane. It is insane. Um, but you know, until the season starts, there's no end to Laker hype. And then once the season starts, and they realize that you know they're not going to do anything, it'll be all about you know the countdown to PG thirteen and LeBron. Yeah. Well, I think I think Ball, they're just going to play him a ton, and he's going to lose a lot of games, but they want to get him the experience. So oh, for sure, and that's what they should do with him. I mean, right. it's the only way he's going to get better. Right. Exactly. He needs to probably go work with Mark Price or something like that to fix his shot. But yeah. Um, or whoever helped was trying to help. Uh, who's that dude from uh, MKG? From oh MKG. From yeah. No, that was Mark Price. So is he healthy? MKG or is he? Is he I think I, so. You still have that horrific injury or whatever? No, he's healthy. He almost came back last year. Right. Yeah. Um, Sacramento, 28.5. I don't know what to make of that team. Yeah. I love, Well, like a good coach. But, and who knows? I mean, is De'Aaron Fox can, I mean, again, another another highly rated guy who can't shoot coming out of college. Right. Co- but co- but you got to remember, he's not the starter. It's George Hill. Yeah. No, I know. George I know. Hill, who like, had to swallow his pride and take the money <laughs> and go to Sacramento. Yeah. I mean, but, look, they'll be better than Phoenix, but not much. Oh, they'll be much better than Phoenix. Phoenix is going to be horrible. I don't know. Phoenix, Phoenix has got a nice line. I'm taking the under there. You're taking the under on the Kings. So what was the line for the Kings? 28? 28.5. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm taking the over, but just barely. Yeah. Just because I caught, saw Costa Kufos in a Starbucks <laughs> uh, a, a week before. Well, they do have started. they do have Zach Randolph, too, yeah. so who knows? And, and Vince Carter. So. Yeah, Buddy Heald might have a good second year. Yeah, you, you never know. Okay, and, so. and Bogdan Bogdanovich is supposed to be, like, one of the best, one of the best rookies, right? Yeah, yeah. So Houston. Fifty-five point five. That's a big number. I still am going to probably go over because I think they'll they'll be a big time regular season team mm-hmm. that will fold in the playoffs because neither one of those guys has the stones to to do anything. Okay. San Antonio fifty point five. Wait, no. Do you are you are you, are you taking oh, the Houston? Ah, that I'm going to take the under. I think fifty four wins. Well, that puts them out, out that they probably aren't the number two seed then at that, right? Well, Chris Paul gets hurt for two months every single season. Right. So that, what are they going to do when that happens? Uh, of course, it's pretty much the same team as last year, plus Chris Paul. So, but I think well, they're going to. They play. lost a lot of shooting, didn't they? I mean, they traded away Lou Williams, Decker, and. Uh, yeah, but they, pretty much everybody but Trevor Ariza and Eric Gordon, right? Yeah, but that's all you really need. Yeah, so. I actually think Capella is going to have a good year too. Well, yeah, Capella really highly rated on fantasy. Yeah, I I, I should say well, he, he's going to get he's going to get a lot of a lot of passes to him. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm going to take the under slightly. San Antonio fifty four and a half. I take the under, especially with Kawhi starting yeah, injured. I, I'm with you. So and and that. Okay, so who is your pick for MVP? Oh, we didn't do the Cavs over under. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. We did not. I saved the that for last. Fifty three point five. 
huh. 53.5. Which is just, I think they won 53 games last year, right? No, they won 52 because they were one behind right, the Celtics. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't tell because I wrote an article long before all these articles are coming out saying that LeBron's going to be the MVP, saying that LeBron's going to be the MVP, and I still think that um, it's just a question of how many games does he play. I, I I like their chances in most of the games he plays. So you're taking the over. Uh, well, if he's yes. going to be MVPs, they've got to win more than 53 games. Yeah, I think they I think they win like 55 this year. I'm I'm going to take the over as well. So I think you have 57 wins is my guess. Oh, I like that. 57. That's a nice number. Um, 57 okay. wins reminds me of all the old uh, Doherty Price teams of the there late 80s, and 90s. That there was their go. number. I think the only other one we didn't do, uh, Dallas, 35.5. That seems about right. I'm, gonna I'm taking the over. You, you I'm taking, taking the, the over? You like I, am a big, I am a big believer in uh, uh, – now I'm going to forget his name. Dennis Smith Jr.? <laughs> well, Dennis Smith Jr., yeah. yeah so I love he, that guy. So is he your pick for Rookie of the Year? Because he's yes. mine. Hands down. I think he's going to be Like fun. in a runaway. In a runaway. Oh, it's yeah. Be well, because the great thing about him is you put him on a team where he's already got a ton of shooters. Yeah. Um, He is going to be the starter, but he's got a lot of veterans to keep him honest. And he's he's going to go as far as he wants to go. I mean, I think he's just in the absolute best situation possibly of all the rookies in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in terms of his development and the freedom that he's going to get, I mean, they're going to allow him to screw up too. I mean, I don't think Rick Carlisle, I think as long as he's playing hard, he's going to keep him in there because they're not playing for anything. They want to see how far they, they can get him. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I actually think that's going to be. Dallas was competitive last year with, with nobody at the with with guys off the guys off the D league list, the trash pile as as their, their, uh, they're, I think they're going to want to do something. Because is this Dirk's last year or next no. to last year? Dirk, I don't know. Dirk says he will play till 42 if he feels it. Wow. Is it – I have a I have, I have this crazy theory that I think I think Dirk is the fifth member of the banana boat. I think that <laughs> – I think that whenever they assemble, like they're they're gonna throw in Dirk is like his just to get him a try to hey, get him a ring. Hey, dark horse location for the banana banana boat assembly. Dallas would be Dallas, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could definitely Cuban saying like Cuban's just like I'm all in. Let's do it, fellas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> he he uses them to launch his uh, twenty yeah. twenty uh, presidential campaign. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say his politics are much more in line with LeBron, so. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so Although, I, I, for all, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but all the reports seem to be that LeBron and and uh, Dan G are getting along better than they have in, in a while. So, Yeah, well, I think because LeBron is pretty much running that team, um, I think he's making most of these decisions. Well, he's telling, I mean, he's telling players what the roles are, so yeah, exactly. why not? Right. He's telling Kevin. Hey Kevin. Love, hey Kev, you're oh no, play you're center playing center. <laughs> yeah. So you show up to the Y the Y game, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, you're you're playing this today." Yeah. <laughs> you, can go, you can go stand over there. Exactly. 
Okay, so let, let's finish this out real quick. Who's your MVP okay. pick, LeBron? LeBron. For all the reasons I stated in my in my article, that I think the only thing that will prevent it will be rest, and if he if he has to sit out for any length of time for you know minor things like the the if the ankle is a problem all year, the back becomes a an issue, any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just think he's got the. He's got the motivation. He's got the, the the new chip on his shoulder that Kyrie provided him with. Um, he's got oddly better weapons around him if he once he starts to figure out how to u- utilize them. Well, he's got and, different weapons. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I no, I really mean I really mean better in terms of. I think he's got uh, better guys to set him up for scoring. Yes. I yes. think his scoring is going to be up this year. Well, he under, he has guys that understand the pick and roll, yeah, which Kyrie didn't, and he has guys that that are they're not spot up shooters. It's gonna it's gonna be the 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 ball handling will be more on him this year in a different way, which is why I think he'll have the ball he'll have the ball in his hands more when he's out there. And mm-hmm. I think I think having Wade Wade guys like Wade and Rose on the team to help keep things afloat when he's not out there will certainly help. Okay. Well, um, I, I want to pick LeBron. <laughs> no, he, that's what you my heart to. says, but my head says, uh, Steph Curry. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, that's my, that's I mean, my he's, the MVP. He's, got a, he's the MVP. Why is he the MVP in your mind? Uh, who LeBron? No. Why? Steph Curry. Uh, I just think he will have a, an otherworldly year shooting. And I think he wants to take the reins back from Durant a little bit. The Durant-Curry friction underrated. Easier, I think that's easier said than done, to be honest. But... I think that's going to be an underrated subtext to the Warriors this year. Yeah, see, I think this is the year that, that Steph, Steph has an injury and that's it. No. But whatever. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. That's um, terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody except uh, for Draymond Green. EG gunning for play a hater of the year. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm all about the shade this year. You already know that. So. Uh yes. Um. Okay. So rookie of the year, we both got Dennis. Uh, most improved. Most improved. Um. Usually it's a guy that started to show it a little bit the year before and then just kind of comes from out of nowhere. My most improved is going to be um, Rudy Gobert. He's going to be a borderline – he's going to be an MVP candidate. That, that That's my call. <laughs> um, You love it, don't you? <laughs> no, I, I would – Rational I'm Rudy for, Gobert love. No, I'm voting for Rudy Gobert for defensive player of the year, but – okay. Um, but I would say I don't know if it qualifies because the guy the guy I keep thinking about is Brogdon in Milwaukee, but he was a rookie of the year last year. So is that really a, yeah? I mean, but it was possibly the one of the worst rookie classes. You know, ever. I get that. I get that. But no, no, no. Uh, I I think that I'm I'm supporting your thesis there. Like, oh, okay. He was not. He was regarded, but he wasn't highly regarded. I think he just kind of right. won it by default and. And if he keeps it coming, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be really. Good. I think he's going to be really good this year. Rob. Okay, that's. A good I think pick. he's a I like that. big reason why they're going to win the you know the 
49 games or whatever they were yeah. picked to win. Um, but, uh, I think, I think a guy in the, in that running could be, if he's healthy, could be Dion too. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting pick. Um, I'm gonna, so. I mean, cause that fits the profile of a guy that kind of came on yeah. in the end of the year, then he was injured. I, I think if he doesn't get injured, the Heat make it sneak into the playoffs last year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll 100% agree with you there. Um, coach of the year. Is it going to be Kerrigan? <sighs> well, okay. No, so... I can, okay. I can tell you, I can tell you who will win. I can tell you who should win. Right. Okay. Who should win? Who should win? I think will be. Um, I think. I think Spolster probably should win. But I think probably the the if they if they do anything at all, like if they get anywhere close to their to their win totals, it'll be Brad Stevens because you know every, yeah. everyone everyone can't help salivating all over his jock. Like, <laughs> So, because Brad Stevens apparently, you know, like walks on water and you know, and and heals the sick and farts, wine. Yeah. farts candy and <laughs> poops chocolate ice cream. Exactly. So I'm I'm surprised. I'm so sick of that guy I'm already. Surprised you so didn't pick him alone with, with your Nuggets love. With what's that? With with how high you thought the Nuggets were going to finish? I'm surprised you didn't. Oh yeah. Finish. Oh love. yeah. Pick, yeah, pick I guess one. I guess so. Although everyone will get overshadowed, like you said, by Kerr in the West. I mean, yeah. just because their team's going to win all the be, games. It'll be it'll be you know spine spine atrophy part three. And, <laughs> you know, it'll be like, oh my gosh, isn't he so brave for what he's doing? Coaching from the the trailer on the on the in the the warm up gym. So I, I, I don't. I mean, it's stupid. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the hardcore shade that <laughs> that evil genius is casting here. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Malone. I like that pick. Yeah, I like that. Actually, pick, no, no, no. I'm gonna go with uh, Quinn Snyder. He's gonna be my coach of the year. Oh, right, because because yeah, the Jazz are gonna exceed all expectations. Jazz will Jazz will un, 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 will defeat the Warriors in in the second round of the playoffs. Okay, sure. now you're just being ridiculous. Um. Okay. So, what other awards do we have? We have defensive player. You pick Gobert. I'm going to pick Gobert as well. It's kind of um, hard to. I mean, I mean, maybe Draymond is, is there, but I can't. Gobert, I can't. Draymond, or Kawhi. I mean, that's the top three the last three years. Yeah. I mean, I can't see anyone else. Well, if he's motivated, I could see Whiteside doing it, but I just don't know if he's going to be motivated. How much? The other guy. That? The other guy could that could turn into that guy is Embiid, but. You know, I just don't think he'll play enough minutes. Probably not. I mean, his minutes count to start the season is 15 minutes a game. Ugh. Yeah. Man. Process. <laughs> the process, yes. Hey. I... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I think uh, this podcast is starting to get a little long in the tooth. Got a prediction for tomorrow? <sighs> Um, Boston or it Cleveland? Just de- it just depends if LeBron plays. Wait, wait to go I, out on a limb. <laughs> well, I, it's the truth, though. Like if okay, LeBron so plays, if LeBron plays, if LeBron plays, I think it'll be ugly, but the Cavs will win. Uh, Cavs will win a hundred and twelve to a hundred and seven. But okay. if LeBron doesn't play, I think the Celtics probably win 
uh, 102.95. Okay. Uh, I think... That's about as random as I can get. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with those picks because it's getting late. Um, <laughs> any, anything you want to pitch? Anything? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, so season three of Mr. Robot uh, is the, the, the first episode is great, in okay. my opinion. I did not so, finish season two. I need to go back and finish it. Yeah. Look, season two was a little bit of a sideways step. So I think season where where season two let me down a little bit after the brilliant first season. I think season three is starting off with a bang and I'm excited about it. So uh I am excited. I if you haven't seen it, go see it before it's out of theaters because it's not getting a whole lot of love. But um I, I, you won't find a bigger Blade Runner fan of the original than me, but uh, the, the the sequel, if you want to call it that, is um, is a brilliant movie in its own right. And um, I'm not saying I like it. I, I like it as much as the first one. I just like it in a different way. So okay. I've heard it's very interesting. And yeah, I've heard some people love it. Some people are mediocre on it, but I think it's too long. I think they yeah. it takes too long to get to the point of it, but it's beautifully shot, and Denny Villeneuve is uh, is a really talented director, and uh, he 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 didn't so much do the first one justice as he kind of carved his own path, which is even more I think is even even more difficult to try to do. So I think um, it's funny. Like I, I actually could have not to ruin anything, but I, I it wouldn't have even needed to include Harrison Ford to be great. So. Um, anyways, so that, that I would see that. And then my music recommendation is, uh, go out and pick up the new Wolf Parade because it's the best album since, um, since, uh, apologies to the Queen Mary, if you're into Wolf Parade. Well, I like Wolf Parade, so I'm going to go check them out. Uh, my music pick is Iron and Wine's new album, Altered Beast. Um, I've heard that's good. I haven't, I haven't it's really good. It. It's, it's 11 song. It's super tight. Um, the songwriting's fantastic. Um, got to listen to lyrics. It's not, you know, it, it, it's an album you sit and listen to, not an album. It works as background music. It's not a rock out album, but it, it's really interesting. It's good. If you, like, cool. if you like Nick Drake, if you like uh singer songwriter stuff, if you like early iron and wine, you'll like it. So, yeah, no, I like um, iron and wine. Yeah. Uh, one, one of, one of my more favorite bands, um, and I don't know if I have any TV or movies. Uh, yeah, I I haven't had a big chance to watch everything, and I'm I'm looking forward to the Cavs. So yeah, um, me too. Hoping I'm I'm excited for the new season of Stranger Things, which is coming out. I believe. Oh yeah, very soon. Uh, October twenty seventh. Yeah, Friday. So about 10 not days. not this Friday, but next Friday. Yeah, about ten days. So I I plan on binge watching that, and then um. Yeah, and I, I guess I got to catch up on Mr. Robot, but uh, well, it just started. Just, you've only missed one so far. So, well, well, I guess if you haven't finished season two, well, I take yeah. them all. So, but, yeah. yeah, cool. You well, mean yeah? You mean you DVR them all? Y- yes, yeah. <laughs> no one tapes anymore, Nate. Actually, <laughs> TiVo them. So, <laughs> um, this has been Nate Smith and Evil Genius and uh, Cavs a podcast and looking forward to a long and productive season with the Cavs. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, check out the live thread tomorrow. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite bloggers.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.